gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Steve Hartland sitting across from me. Steve, how's it going, man? Hey, really fine. Good to be here with you. It's a cold morning. We are here. People won't know this. It's 6.20 in the morning on a Saturday. And our host, Nathan, has been up all night long. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I um so Thor, this is the weekend. Um we're recording these um early. These are our Christmas specials that we're recording early. Um and so Thor just came out last weekend. So that is the weekend that we were recording it, the weekend after Thor came out. And so I had a friend of mine who was like, Hey, you want to come over and play some Marvel games and watch Thor and uh do Avengers and then Thor two and then Avengers two oh, and man. I was like, Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not doing anything major in the morning. Uh, so uh, ended up doing that, but um, I would not miss this one for the world. Super excited. We have Greg Dutcher joining us. Greg. Ooh. Home slices. Uh-huh. I have missed you dudes, man. I guess we can't talk about them today then. Oh, you sure you can, man. I was, I was going to say, did yeah. we, we used to do that on the uh, when he was on regularly, well, was right? Like, <laughs> so it's different. I am regularly discussed in the third person <laughs> as a participant in the conversation. Sitting there in your Orioles ball cap. That's right, man. Yeah. That's right. Trying Faithful to keep some fan. keep some pride in the <laughs> last, Baltimore. last place Baltimore Orioles as they finish the 2017 campaign. That was good, man. man. Ravens I, aren't doing too good either this oh, year. Dude, at, at the time of the recording, year they're Baltimore. four and five, and mm. I don't see us getting above eight and eight. <laughs> so we'll miss the playoffs uh, five out of six seasons now in my estimation. We'll see yeah. when this comes out of – if we're accurate, but yeah, bad time to be a sports fan, man, in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, it is. Bad time. Interest is ebbing. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. It's good to have you back, Greg. We, it's great to be business. back. Me too, This man. has been great. Me um, too. Want to give a shout out to Mission Aware before we get started. Just make sure we let people know, um, you know, Mission Aware has great products for Christmas. Um Really, any time of the year, but you know, this is just great time for people to sign up on Mission Wear and grab, uh, you know, great uh, presents for family members. If you have that beer enthusiast, they have beer mugs. If you have that um, person who enjoys drinking a little more discreetly, they have flasks that you can get that they can hide away. And I.e., Baptists. That's right. so. If you're in a uh, Hardshell Baptist church and you need a flask, no, wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Mission Aware wants me to say that. Scratch that. That was my own editorial comment. Can you get one with Spurgeon on yeah. it? <laughs> yes, actually, I think you can. The one the one I have, the one I got, has the um, the theme of the Reformation post Tenebrous Lux. Um, but yeah, I think you can get Spurgeon on there, and um, I think Luther. I think they have a couple others on there as well. Um, so wild. yeah, and we talked about um, talked about earlier. Um, in uh, in our recordings, you know, uh, Steve, you and I mentioned this about um, people being able to get that huge three foot um, Book of Romans poster, um, and so you yeah, know, that, I like that, thing. yeah, sweet poster, yeah. Mm. So every word in Romans, right? That's sweet, right, and sweet. you can get it in English or in Greek. Yeah, so man. I haven't gotten to see the actual thing. Have you? And can you read a word on it, or do you need yeah. a magnifying yep. glass? No, you can. You can it's actually, it. yeah, it's big enough that you can. You can. I mean, you know, some people's eyesight are yeah, better maybe than me others. Not. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you in know, other you words, actually... Steve, you couldn't. <laughs> well, I do have trifocals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that... That, that might help. I look through the very dude, bottom here. Here, here it is, dude. I'm 47. I have trifocals. Oh, welcome to the club, brother. <laughs> it's been like a year now. Well, that's because you're a reader nerd yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm aging you in a wore those eyes rate. out prematurely, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I did do that with Netflix, but I'm not that bad. Stranger Things too. Yes, yes. Uh, That's another podcast. I know. Dude. Yes that that will be coming. Uh, that will be coming uh, our listeners' way. Actually. Uh, hopefully, by the time this drops, we'll have already we'll done already it. done it. That's that's what we're hoping. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully um, you enjoy that Strangers Two podcast. Yes, yes, so. that's right. Uh, but yes, check out Mission Aware for all of your Reformation needs, um, guys. I'm actually I'm excited about um, this. Uh, first podcast we're going to talk about. We may kind of roll into another one. This will be a two-parter in some way. Either it's going to be a little bit longer and we'll, you know, uh, skip a week so people can kind of get ahead, or we'll we'll find kind of a dividing line to break this up. But the first thing we're um, going to talk about, Greg, this was actually. Um, I got your text as I was driving back from my buddy's house to the Dunkin' Donut yeah. to uh, pick up the uh, the coffee and everything like that. And you, um, you mean months ago to when we were planning? That's this. right. Yes, uh, yes, because yeah. we are that talented. <laughs> um, but no, we. Uh, so you texted and you were just like, "Hey, what what if we did like a segment on talking about Christmas?" Um, in light of like the pagan kind of background and tradition, bashing and, Christmas, yeah, 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 you know, just uh, we we've never done that before. Um, we we did two full years of Christmas episodes. This is our third, and really hadn't done that before. So I'm yeah. I'm kind of you know excited, and since I am the um, resident um, bozo who stayed up all night, I'm going to let you guys start talking and I'm going to feed off of you. So, yeah. In other words, he's going to take a little siesta. Yeah, he'll probably be sleeping in three seconds. <laughs> Steve's going to finish his uh, Dunkin' Donuts sandwich. I'm going to make gentle snoring sounds right. and blame them on Nathan. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There he is, right. sleeping again. That's right, man. We'll just insert those into the podcast <laughs> randomly. He's dreaming yeah. about Thor, too. That's right. Yeah. Well, I can... Um, I can throw this out. I always love to ask you these questions, Steve. It's always my. Uh-oh, I'm it's, al- it's always our stick because you Steve, know the answer of your own yes, theological, you know the <laughs> cultural journey. I see where this is going. That, that you made. Was there a time in uh, in more rigid Heartland days of pastoral ministry that Christmas was um, something you didn't do? Uh, as a as a churchman, so to speak, was Christmas maybe not such a wonderful time of yes, year? Yes, exactly. Well, <clears throat> since you ask, yes. I have to fess up. Uh, we've we've always observed Christmas. Oh, we've always yeah, observed okay. it as a family. We've always observed it in whatever church I've been a part of. Yeah. But uh, there were a number of years where I was. Uh, it was like kicking and screaming. I was dragged into it. I got you. And I was grouchy and curmudgeon-y about it. Sure. And the reason is, not it, it didn't really come from my Reformed Baptist dude surroundings. Uh, it, it predated them by quite a bit. For, for me, it goes all the way back to when I was a seminary student at Capital Bible Seminary. Yeah. And uh, one of the professors, who was also the president of the school, recommended we read a book. It was not connected to any class or anything, yeah. but I bought it and read it. And you've probably heard of it. It's by a reverend, uh, a Scottish reverend, Hislop. And the title is The Two Babylons. I'm looking at the, the, oh, the, yeah. the actual cover title now. The Two Babylons or The Papal Worship uh, worship of Nimrod and His Wife Revealed <laughs> or something like that. So, so the book is an attempt to absolutely connect Easter and Christmas yes. with mm-hmm. ancient pagan, pagan, vile, wretched, awful religions. And he does this uh, now known to be quasi-historical job of connecting the two. But, you know, I was probably 
21 or something oh, when when I was told to read this book and I read the book and you know one of the characteristics of youth if you're young listening just just listen just just stomach this it's okay is you don't know anything yeah right, right. unless yeah. you're a really unusual person like Spurgeon who knew everything when he was 12 right? yeah. you, you know most of us mere humans you, you really don't know anything I mean for goodness sakes, when you're a male, your brain isn't even fully developed till you're 21 or whatever it is, 25 or something, and uh, you don't reach emotional maturity till you're in your 30s or sometimes 80s. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, you, you don't know anything. You don't know enough to know how to evaluate things, how to compare things, how to how to contrast things. So I pretty much believed it. Yeah, I read the yeah, book and sure. believed it and thought, man, this is pagan, pagan, pagan crap. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we shouldn't be doing this Christmas and Easter. But I was the only person on the planet that I knew who thought that way. Yeah. And churches where I pastored, nobody thought that way. So uh, I would. So I can remember this though. I can yeah. remember out in Riverside, California, uh, Riverside Bible Church. They were great people. Well, some of them weren't, but most of them were great. People. <laughs> but uh, there were a few curmudgeons. But anyway, I can remember like Easter Sunday. I would preach a pretty much an anti-Easter sermon wow. as we observed Easter. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. how dumb I was. Wow, yeah. really. wow. What did that look like, Steve? What, what was an anti-Easter sermon? <laughs> oh, I think I just attempted to preach in my own way some hislop type stuff gotcha. about you know this comes huh. from Babylon. This is where this originated. Yeah. Easter comes from Astarte, the goddess of fertility. Right, the right. eggs come from all her boobs all over her right. body and all this. You know? <laughs> right. So <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, that, Steve, that I think because we're a Christian podcast, you need to say "tata." <laughs> right? Let, let's get the biblically As accurate. In saving term. the tatas, right, exactly, uh-huh. exactly. What did Solomon say? Yeah, right. He, uh, yeah. I remember, he said some things, but those oh, were. I love that verse, man. But, but guys, <laughs> let her breasts satisfy you at all times, and always be enraptured with her love. Uh, but see, that always. I quote that to my wife about three I, times a day. <laughs> See, that's she not, smacks me. I don't get it. It's scripture, man. That's not about sex. This that's, woman needs counseling. That's that's about Christ in the oh, church. That's right. I forgot that. I think actually it was Matthew Henry. I believe. I, I'm almost Who certain that? that you could check that. I think actually, you're right. I, I think said the two breasts represent the the Old and New Testament. Oh my goodness! Uh, from which we yes, from which we are nourished. Yes, and 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 imbued oh, with joy, etc. So wait, I thought this was a Christmas podcast. That was my fault, Dude. man. Okay, so just going off all that, I, I got to tell you, Greg, one of my favorite stories from you is when you were telling um, telling us, and you were making some illustration. I, I don't remember you know, what the illustration was. I just remember the story because it's so great. How you had, I think it was a professor, or you knew a pastor who was just into using the really high, flowy, flowery oh, yeah, language right. of the King James, and he's reading, you know, and he's going through <laughs> and reading about, you know, Christ's triumphal entry. Oh yeah, and you know, he's you're sitting there talking, and, and then Christ got up off his ass. Yes, and- <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Oh, that's yes. amazing. We're like, wow. Sometimes that highfalutin language doesn't work. It doesn't well. fit today. It's like, I don't think that's what you were going for, uh-huh. you know. And uh, you know, at that point, insert word donkey. Right. Yeah. Totally different. Changes the yes. whole thing. Yeah. Yes, but I. Uh, that, that that's. I will say this, Steve. Uh, were it not for the churches I was in. Um, as well, I probably I didn't read that book, hmm. but now that I did look it up, as you mentioned it, and I I know of it, uh, Jack Chick from the infamous Chick Track, yeah, Chick Tracks, <laughs> same kind uh, of, and that influenced uh, you uh, approach. Oh, I would have been 
totally influenced, as a lot of young Christians are, by give me the hard truth. Yeah, the I hardcore, want this the real deal. That's right. You know, touchy-feely kind of crap. And so, um, yeah, and it, it, it comes up. I, I'm always fascinated. We may have mentioned this in the past that Spurgeon was kind of an anti-Christmas guy because oh, yeah. it was popish. Yeah, popish. Uh, it was just... Uh, that affected me too. You know, Roman, and then I guess before that did have some pagan <clears throat> origins. And, and, I mean, when people ask me that today, I'll say, yeah, sure, it did. Who cares? Yeah, um, yeah I you mean, know. you know, we got to be honest, right? Is, is there a word about celebrating a day called Christmas in the New Testament? Is right. that apostolic? Right. Yeah. Or Easter? Do you find Easter? No. But can we have a day that they didn't? I mean, we're not violating any scripture by it. Right. We're actually, we're celebrating Christ's birth, his mm-hmm. incarnation. We're celebrating his resurrection. Can we not do that? Yeah. And I think, here's the fallacy I was guilty of. Let's say everything in Hislop was historically true. He's been pretty much repudiated and disproven since then. Yeah. His history was good for his day, but we know a lot more now, yes. and it wasn't good history. So anyway, uh, but let's imagine he was 100% accurate. Um, the fallacy, I think, the thing he overlooked and the thing I overlooked is, well, by my day anyway, I was overlooking this, is that a a, a thing can migrate away from its roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it can have bad roots, right, or questionable roots or sketchy roots, but later it can mean something of course, totally different yeah. and yeah. can be observed by Christians and so on. So I failed to realize that. That's yeah. a point of wisdom rather than knowledge. I had some yeah. knowledge that Hislop yeah. gave me. I didn't have right. wisdom. Yeah, yeah, and that's true, Steve. And I, I look at um, – what kids experience. We've talked about this in other contexts in our culture. To me, it's, it's Halloween is similar. There's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there, idea. There, there's, uh-huh. there's two Halloweens. I suppose somewhere, someplace you can find some people going out, carving pentagrams <clears throat> into the earth, yeah. you know, slaughtering pigs, pig blood. I mean, all kinds of, Goofy, awful, satanic rituals. Just as long as they give me the bacon. Exactly. <laughs> or the that scrapple. That would the whole thing <laughs> yes, right there, wouldn't right. it? <laughs> yes. You can, do your th- you can worship Satan if I get the bacon. Um, and, uh, Isn't that what know. Zeus meat was? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And I would say um, there's that. And there's another Halloween that my kids do that I like to think of as American candy dress-up day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. You dress up. You have a great time. Yeah. There's no Neighbors connection. Neighbors are out. There? And there's no connection. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you want to press some dim historical connection, and I say, yeah, let's deal with the, the reality of our culture. Um, there's a soft version of this that I faced last year. I don't know, Steve, if you've done this, but I, I've done the Christmas series where I – Go after, and I don't think this is necessarily wrong, depending on the context. I'll go after kind of the soft or overly secular material kind of Christmas. I I did a a series years ago. I don't think at CFC this was at my former church called the the Enemies of Christmas. Hmm. So uh, any uh, preachers out there looking for a little topical (laughs) series, which we're always looking for at Christmas, I did uh, secularism, materialism. And sentimentalism uh, sounds and, pretty cool. Yeah, and it was it was fine. Yeah, and, and guys I, are writing that down right now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so I I, I kind of use that as my template each week and and go after it. So I I get this buddy of mine. I'm going to put it out there because I have a good friend Brendan Beal, yeah, uh, who preached at our church recently, uh, and he's a great dude. He wrote a book. Uh, he's done a lot of self published books, and this I can't remember the exact title. Brendan, forgive me. But it is on that same theme. It's it's something like um, how the sentimental version of the Christmas story is wrong or harmful and how the real one is so much better. Um, 
So I say all that to say this year, however, I am preaching on the nostalgia of Christmas and we are taking full advantage <laughs> of all those cultural trappings, the feel good stuff. Mm-hmm. Josh Mitchell and I, our worship leader, have some things planned mm-hmm. that we're going to really try to capture some of those things in a very celebratory way. So I'm, I'm saying there's some balance here. Mm-hmm. But um, in the earlier years, I I loved hitting hard. And I'm now looking, gosh, people love the the traditions, the Santa stuff, the cookies, the parties, the decorating. And I, I now look at things more like, where can I find the gospel connection in that? And capitalize on it, man. Absolutely. That, yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. that time of year when more people are going to attend your church than any other time. Yes. If they attend and you say, Christmas sucks and we don't believe in it, and so I'm going to preach on whatever. Exactly. That's not going to go too good. But if yeah. you have a little tree up front and some lights and all that, they're going to like that. Right. You know, these right. people are all right. Mm-hmm. I might come here again. Yeah. And, dude, I have to admit, I love that stuff. Oh, me too. Uh, you know, so it's kind of oh, like, yeah. man, best of both worlds. It's fun. So I uh, I would say, so uh, with all respect to my, my good friend Brennan, there's it's a good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he makes some very, very excellent points, and and I think for Christians to think deeply about the meaning of Christmas, it's good. But great little, great little anecdote from last year. Um, I won't say, but a woman in our church, Nathan, who I love, sweet uh-huh. woman, older lady, came up to me and had heard Brendan preach this in another context, not outside of a church. So she said to me, uh, "Have you ever had this, Steve? This, you'll, I think you'll know exactly what I mean." She goes. Have you heard Brendan <laughs> preach on this subject? And I say, oh. I know that he's written the book. I haven't heard him preach on it. I said, well, you need to. You need to hear it. <laughs> you need to hear it. And I it said, will change you, Pastor yes, Greg. Yeah, so I kind of laughed and said, oh, well, you know what? I probably do need I'm to hear it. I'm praying it will change you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt a little bit. And I said, Brendan's very gifted. I'm sure it's, it's a great message. And she goes, well, you know what Christmas is, don't you? And I said... <clears throat> the incarnation of God's son in the human history. And I kid you not, her response is no. Oh, she goes, no. it's a declaration of war because that's a point. He made in the message. Oh, I'm like, no, right. And that's it's straight out of scripture, right? I, yeah. I, said, I wanted to say, and it is that, and it is what I said too. It, it is the incarnation. Right. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Can we a, also imagine it's about the incarnation with that? Right. Yes. Yes. You know, it be, but that happened to somebody gets excited. You get one angle on one of a hundred angles you could take. And it becomes right? the angle. And it's the yeah. angle because and yeah. I, I took it as, she was gripped by it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It resonated with her. She did see, wow, there is a lot of sentimentalism stuff and all that stuff, which I agree there is. Yeah. Um, I'm more thinking lately, how can sentimental – if it just and Tim Keller is so good on this stuff. If everything ultimately connects to God, which mm. we believe that it does, um, you should be able to find a path back. Yes. You know, what yeah. does what does sentimentalism, yeah. people that get moved by music and memories, is there any echo of the gospel in that? Yeah. I think there is. What are the connections? Right. Yeah. And to find those connections, I, I, to me, it makes the work of the preacher a little more challenging. Um, I think it makes you a, a, a better cultural exegete, not just a biblical one. Yeah. Uh, at least forces you to ask questions you don't ask. So I I welcome Christmas, man. Yeah. I love it every hey, year it comes. Here's a couple footnotes on things you were just saying. Yep. So so one is uh, that lady who said, Yo, you, have you heard it? You, right. you yeah. uh, we had a guest preacher once. His name was Mark. He was from Holland to Michigan. Anyway, I won't mention his last name. But uh, good uh, good preacher. Very good preacher. Hold up. I'm Googling. Go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll find yeah. So So he preached a sermon, and one of our guys came up to me like, 
with this enthusiastic face, yeah. man, and said, Oh man, I could listen to him all year long. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so by you. proxy, nice he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, don't want to listen to you, Harlan. So uh, funny, man. Oh, so man. funny. That's great. So the other thing is, you you mentioned that um, I'm just impressed, brother. I'm I'm impressed. I'm going to bow down to you here. Oh man. Uh, you already know what you're preaching for Christmas? <laughs> Dude, I, I will say... I'm impressed, brother. I, I'm, What's going on? I'm so excited about Christmas. Can I tell you when I wrote out my my outline Is it for like Christmas? March or something? Uh, it was June. Wow. Uh, it was June, and I actually worked on that before I'm doing uh, Ephesians right now. So, you know, a book kind of takes care of itself, of course. Kind of stole John Stott's God's New Society, so we're talking about... Yeah, God's new people right. and how, you know, the, and we're going to finish the first half right before Thanksgiving, get through chapter three, do the Christmas series pick up. Partly because uh, Josh Mitchell and I really wanted to have some creative splashes for this Christmas. So I knew I needed to give him a heads up to get working on some things. And um, yeah. But yeah. that's I don't often I'm not often that far. All right, yet. let me redeem myself a little bit at yes. least. You know, scripture says a good name is to be desired rather than great riches. Yes. So let me redeem myself and save my name a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do plan out I had pretty much the whole year planned out this year. Yeah. I did have the whole year. In fact, it's taken longer to cover stuff than I thought and it's spilling over into next sure, year now. Sure. But I haven't touched December. I usually take the whole month of December yeah. and do a build up to Christmas yeah. and then the Christmas Sunday and then a wind down after that. Uh, I have no idea yet. Gotcha, dude. Gotcha. Well, what are you preaching on? Maybe I'll, I need to write yeah, that down. Yeah, I'm doing uh, the nostalgia of That's Christmas. It. So I, uh. each week, like I'm basically taking a different angle. I mean, my my obviously key passages are like uh, Ecclesiastes three, eternity in our hearts, sort of the the longing for eternity. Um, taking that angle. Going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, God with us, Emmanuel. Just the things that we long for. I think that what nostalgia teaches us is that we, I mean, we, we do. We, we long for these fleeting joys to be permanent, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you have this great mm-hmm. memory. And even if our minds colorize it and make it better than it was, that tells us something. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's so all the great C.S. Lewis stuff. We were yeah. designed, you know, a fish wants to swim there's such a thing as water a bird mm-hmm. wants to fly and yeah. you know there's the air that he can fly through and if we find in ourselves a desire right. for permanent joy to live forever we can't find anything in this world to satisfy it the only conclusion is we were made for another world so that's kind of the banner over the whole series and yeah. i'm going to I'm going to subcategorize it. But, dude, I love that's Christmas good, though, that's even That's very, very apologetic. Yes. And you're going to have lots of guests and yes. them make them think. So that's pretty cool. That's uh, uh, that's what I thought. Matt Smith, I can give you his series, is is good. We uh, trick-or-treated together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, our kids mm-hmm. did. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a lot of candy, Greg? Yes, yes. What was awful, awful. our kids also did a trunk-or-treat <laughs> this year uh-huh. and Halloween. <laughs> Double the candy. Oh, not that man. I eat that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Business to the dentist office. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, they had what they both had them uh, about a week after, which was neat. But uh, Matt's doing one. I asked him because I know he thinks about this stuff too. His series, I like it, dude. It's just starting Thanksgiving weekend. Is he shall be called, uh-huh. and then you can tell. So we, one week is going to be. Oh, was that me? Sorry about All that. Siri's talking to me. Yeah. Uh, wonderful counselor. Mighty nice. God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. And he's starting at Thanksgiving or the week after. I think so. It's early yeah. this year. So he wanted to get all four of those titles. And then for Christmas uh, Eve, he's going to call it White Christmas 
And do Isaiah 1, though your sins be as scarlet, oh, oh, shall be white. That's cool. No. So, so, you know, can, that, can I write clever. these down? Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I that's love. That's good stuff, man. That's uh, good stuff. i always preaches. looking for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I did one a few years ago called The Scandal of Christmas, hmm. uh, where I showed mm-hmm. some clips, yep. remember, from the, yep. uh, what's it called, Nathan? The, the uh, Nativity. The, yes. The Nativity story movie, you know, about Mary and everything. And showed a couple of clips from that that's good, but... It's sort of the scandal that surrounds Christmas. Uh, Mary, Jesus. You got John eight, where they're clearly implying Jesus is a bastard. You know where the um, where the Pharisees said we weren't born. There's one of those King James words again. Yes, that's right. An illegitimate son. <laughs> we weren't born of illegitimate birth, implying mm-hmm. that it was. And um, you know what would have what would have followed Mary? You know, kind of the the Joseph Mary. There's so many angles that you could take. Tell me uh, again what the angel said. Yeah, so, exactly. so going back to a white Christmas. Yeah, we we all want to hear you sing that. Yes, at least you know one bar. <laughs> yeah, go, go for so it. I'm dreaming. Maybe we don't all yeah. want to hear that. Right? <laughs> That's right. You're like you know, Greg. Now that we heard one bar. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I was taking a drink from my tea. I couldn't stop him in time. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have the post edit. But he button. didn't fall That's asleep. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's true. true. I'm shocked. Man. That woke me up. <laughs> I I am shocked. So uh, here's a question for you, Steve. What do you say to people um, that say that maybe aren't evangelistic about it? Maybe I should ask. Do you have people? Do you know people that say, Steve? We don't celebrate Christmas because we think it's pagan, we think it's secular, we think it's materialistic. Uh, Do you feel an inclination to sort of reach out to those folks and say, hey, let me challenge you? Or do you say, hey, that's cool, I accept it, just curious how you No, I really don't have anybody saying that. I haven't had anybody say that in forever. Okay, yeah. Uh, But if I did, they would say, you know, we're not so sure about Christmas, its origins and where it comes from and all that. Uh, I'd probably say, hey, uh, you know, you want to get together and have some coffee, talk about that. And then yeah. when we did, I'd ask them, uh, you know, what do you know about its origins and see what, what they're thinking. And yeah. then we'd talk about how things can migrate away from their origins. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That's, that's, do you know anybody, Nathan, that doesn't practice it? I know only one family. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know of anyone who doesn't practice it specifically. Mm-hmm. I know people who... You know, feel like, well, if I tell my uh, children about Santa, I'm lying to them. Oh, sure, sure. You know, things like that. Sort of a modified Christmas. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Sure, I get that. And, you know, part of it, too, is, you know, a lot of times I hear, too, well, you know, we don't have a lot of money, and so I want the kids to know that I'm the one that's getting (laughs) them together. You know, so that type of stuff. Um, You know, so, yeah, I don't don't know anyone who's who's specifically against it in that context, you know. I mean, one of the things, uh, a couple of things that I wanted to to say about that, um, you know, one, Greg, you mentioned, you know, being able to go back. Can we can we pull the the true gospel out of these sentimental trappings and things like that? Um, Steve, you and I did a podcast. Uh, you know, we're recording this one, so we did this one last week. Um, people may have heard it a couple weeks ago when this one gets released about. Uh, you know, the true myth, Jesus Christ, and the premise that J.R. Tolkien talks about how all myths lead to Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, and so to me, Christmas is just another example of that, that everything, you know, pagan or not, everything is surrounded by the truth of the gospel, the truth of who God is, the truth of who Christ is. And and you can't get away from that, that yeah. he is 
everywhere at all times in all places there is no there is no separating the reality of this world even from the mythology that we try to create in our yeah, own worlds it's good um you know and and I, I mean i've said that before you know i've said this before on this um podcast but you know one of my favorite christmas decorations that we have is a uh, couple of them but um one of them is a picture of santa claus holding the baby jesus and this mm-hmm. tear just coming down his eye yeah. like you know even the the mythology of Santa, you yeah. know, takes a knee to Jesus Christ. Right, right. Um, and I just I, I love those images because yeah. it just shows how much God penetrates even into the imagination of people. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I mean, I think the second thing is just you know there there was a group of people who kept asking Christ about these silly little mundane things called the Pharisees, you know, mm-hmm. and they would ask him about, well, you know, should we pay Caesar taxes? You know, should we celebrate Christmas? It's mm-hmm. like render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar and to God the things that are God's. Right. And ultimately everything is God's. Sure. There, you know, every single day of the week that we have belongs to God. Mm-hmm. And so why should we fear you know, one day over another, why should we worry about a group of people who maybe at one time claimed this particular day over another? Right. Why not celebrate it and enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've often thought too. If you if you looked at the whole Bible and said, well, you know, what are the greatest days in this book? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe creation would be one, so we could have a creation day. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. that fits our Earth yeah. Day. Right, right. Yeah, we could have a, we could have a creation <laughs> day that we celebrate. Day. Yeah, and. Uh, other than that, you're going to come to the incarnation and the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, right. What other days would you? Can you think of any other great days in it's the true, Bible? Man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, hey, if we're going to have a couple of holidays that we want to make out of biblical themes, yeah, they pick the right ones. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's a great point, Steve. What would you mark? Um, you could say the the return of Christ Day, but it hasn't happened yet. Happened. So yeah. uh, we we can't look we can back on it. It's anticipatory, right? Right. Maybe in a million years we'll have one looking back. <laughs> right. right. Hey, remember that Forever awesome day? and ever. Right. Where where it came? Um, yeah. That's 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 a really good point. I always say, hey, I, you know, the conscience, the human conscience mm-hmm. is. We've talked about that before. Is sacred. We have, and I do get the Santa thing. Um, yeah. Some some parents that feel that way. I mean, I we have fun with it at the Dutcher house. Mm-hmm. We've got one one more, and I think this is her last year uh-huh. of believing it. And we just yeah. you know we, we we don't we don't push it sure. <clears throat> too hard, but we yeah we say, oh yeah we I'll tell you I think I've told you guys before at our house we don't leave cookies and milk. Remember what we leave out, Nathan? Uh, it's cash, beer, and yes, <laughs> yes, yes. What is it? It's beer and uh, what is the snack? The food will change okay. sometimes, but, but beer, beer, yeah. beer is I the key. Santa yes. likes beer. Yeah, huh? yes, yes. Sometimes we've done beer and, and like Ritz crackers. Yep. And sometimes, but we always get a nice uh, Sam Adams winter ale. Nice. And I said, guys, Santa. I mean, all that milk. It's he's going to get a belly ache, man. What if he's lactose intolerant? Where do you think he got that belly anyway? Right. <laughs> so a we beer get belly, man. Healthy, a nice frothy that's beer. Right. So we while well, he's driving the sled. That's right. We we we, oh, oh, oh. we knew out there. And I'll tell you what, guys. My favorite favorite moment Christmas Eve is when kids are in bed. Lisa and I uh, will sit down, and I've got that Santa beer, and we're talking about their gifts, and yeah, we have how everything they are organized and, and set. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, a a nice thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. I get it. I mean, my view on that, my personal view on that is just make believe is sure. not harmful. Sure. Uh, they yeah. read stories. They read you know, the Narnia stuff yeah. or whatever Christmas stuff. So uh, at some point, they kind of realize, put it together. Hey, 
Right. And I don't know of too many kids that are traumatized because their parents told them <laughs> yeah. about Santa. They yeah. need yeah. months of counseling. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah you, we were sticklers. Debbie and I were both kind of sticklers for this back in the day. And we never had a Santa for any of our kids. Sure. Yeah. They always knew. We told them, don't tell anybody else because right. other parents right. want to tell their children. But uh, we, we told our kids. The truth. Um, yeah. But if I had it to do again today, yeah. I'm pretty sure I would figure out a way to weasel around that and yeah. have a Santa. Yeah. yeah. Just to make it fun and yeah. make it part of the thing that the kids can enjoy. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's that's how, how we try to yeah. do it, too. And uh, I don't think we've done pictures in the mall the last couple of years. For one, yeah. uh, it cost a fortune. Yeah. Uh, really? Like, know. how much per kid? I can't remember. It seems like it goes up. At least it would know that every year. But, I mean, you know how it is with pictures. They can sell oh, you. Yeah. They'll the take packet. several. And, oh, they uh-huh. all look so good. We can give them to right. grandma and grandpa and all the aunts and uncles. So we, we normally get the one uh, that might be, you know, sort of the big picture in the two wallets or something. And I don't know. It might be 18 bucks or something like mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, we, we, we do it, and it's, it's fun. We've talked about the bloom where you're planted thing before. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I I just view it as kind of a, hey, Christmas is a thing here. Right. It's where we are. And it's where we are, and y- you can pretend all you want, but people seem to, to like it. I mean, I'm kind of shocked in the uh, in the day and age we live where schools now, you know, they tend to not have Christmas concerts. They have mm-hmm. winter right. concerts. Winter season. They tend to have the spring instead of the Easter, et cetera, et cetera. But it is interesting. 101.9, our local radio station, yep. does 24-7 Christmas, Christmas music. music. And I don't hear too many complaints. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot uh, of Jewish folks, uh, right. agnostic, atheistic folks that really don't. They're not bent out of shape. Yeah, they don't care right. to that's, hear Christmas that, music. I'm sure that's where I'd be. If I was a Jewish guy yeah. and they're doing Christmas things, yeah, and Christmas, like, I'd just go, right. okay, they're doing their thing. That's a yeah. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, well, dude, I always said if you're in a to Jewish... claim that you're traumatized by oh. that is bogus, man. I always say if, if you're if you're in a Jewish community, uh, you know, uh, in our area here, like Reisterstown sure. might be, you sure. know, Pikesville, yeah. that sort of thing, and somebody comes up to you, Steve, in a crowd and says, hey, happy Hanukkah. I mean, are you... Yeah. Are you oh, mortified and offended? And cry. Right. I'm, I'm not so hurt. Jewish. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Bless Say, you hey, too, happy Hanukkah to you, yeah, man. That's right. And, you know, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Well, you know, and it's interesting because I, I worked for a Jewish gentleman at the liquor store. That's you right. Know? And so, you know, I remember the holiday season. I, you know, I always loved it. He was kind of ambivalent about it, mm-hmm. you know, just could have cared you know, could have could have taken it or, or left Except you it. Like the way sales went. Yes, then, right? exactly. Yeah, that right, was, right. I that, bet that meant yes, something. it was the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> um, and yes. and so in that uh, regard, but you know, I remember we would we would decorate, and you know, we weren't putting up little menorahs. We were putting up little Christmas trees, yeah. and you know, oh, we yeah. were we were He's smart selling yeah. to the people. Sure, you uh-huh. know, and so you would come in the store, and not all the time, but you would come in, and you know, every once in a while, you'd hear Christmas music. Yeah. Usually Christmas Eve, you know, we'd have it going for most of the day, and yeah. you know, he'd get sick of it and turn it off, and then we'd go back and turn it back on. Right, you know, I mean, right. like, yeah. But, you know, I mean, every time people would come in, Merry Christmas, we would say Merry Christmas to people. And, you know, Bernie would say Happy Hanukkah to everybody, you know, yep. Joy would come in or, you know, we'd be leaving and I'd tell him Happy Hanukkah and he'd tell me Merry Christmas. Have and- you noticed, though, at a lot of stores now, you buy something and or maybe you eat a McDonald's, you buy a coffee and the person selling it to you says Happy Holidays. Yes. 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 Are, are they trained to do that? I so think they, that are, they yes. don't, quote, offend, offend anybody. People, yes. or, I think they're trained. They are. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I mean, you know, where we were a small, privately owned store, it just it it 
didn't matter. Didn't I would matter. have, yeah. I'd have customers that would come in and wish me a happy holidays. Someone wish me a Merry Christmas. I would wish them all a Merry Christmas and yeah. nobody ever complained or said anything I, about it. I can't it. believe and, anybody's offended. I mean, man. I'll tell you what, those sales aren't those sales because of Hanukkah. Right. Those are those sales because <laughs> people right. are coming in, yeah. they're having Christmas yeah, parties. Christmas bar, they're uh-huh. coming in, they're buying their booze for December 24th yeah. and 25th. And, mm. you know, it, are you saying you sold that no Manischewitz, man? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. no. I, we would. <laughs> I was going to say, you would, probably sold would. some. Right, but, right. Uh, no, uh-huh. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I'm telling you, this that store wasn't making the money, it was making off of Manischewitz. No, no, no doubt. Um, you know, I mean, they were making their, you know, money off of the Christmas sales and the winter ales and the, you know, all that stuff. I, I got to drop a very important spiritual point in here while you're bringing it up dude what is that phenomenal beer again that you 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 put me on a year the ago? anderson valley winter solstice dude steve have you had this never heard of it tell us about it it is what, like what kind of beer is it it's like this wind it's like got this caramelly aftertaste to just it just smooth yeah. man smooth it's, it's like as this really, silk yeah sounds like a celebratory beer it is a delicious beer yeah. it's just to me it's it of all the beers, dude. You've ever recommended the yeah. blood orange one was yeah. really good. That one, and I got my father. Now keep in mind, my father's seventy six. He's been drinking beer for a long time, <laughs> and uh, he appreciates a good craft beer. And that beer is absolutely delicious. Yeah. Anderson Valley and Winter Solstice. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna try to get some while I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Can you find it a lot of places? Or oh is yeah. It a niche? You, yeah. No, no, you should be able to. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. Dude, you yeah. Try that beer sometime. Let yeah. me know your thoughts because it is tasty. Yeah. Do, do females like it? Um, I, I bet if they enjoy beer, they if would. they enjoy. Yeah. I see. My, uh, Lisa doesn't like beer. Yeah. So, but every so often she'll. Taste Try it something. and say, yeah. I-, I think if I liked beer, that would be good. Yeah. Kind of, I'm the same way about wine. I just can't develop a taste for it sure. as much what? as I'd love to. I know, dude. I watch people drink wine. It looks so great in the glass. My, my problem and- is I developed a taste for everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to take a missions trip to Italy, brother. <laughs> I know, dude. It's crazy, man. There is wine at every, oh. every, every, every meal. I, I, I want to like it. And it's, I don't know if it's my palate. It, my brain just interprets everything as, yep, vinegar, vinegar, mm. more bitter vinegar. Slightly sweeter vinegar, vinegar, uh, and I know it's it's a world of taste, etc. Out we'll, there, we'll do it's a fine. wine tasting sometime, Greg. I like it, man. Hey, let me wander off topic a second, but yeah. we are on the topic of wine. Say, yeah, this sure. is away from Christmas and Easter, <laughs> right, right, and right. and all that. But so I'm in uh, Sicily. I was in Sicily, and I have a, I have a real good buddy there. His name is Reno Ulfo. Oh. He's he's a pastor of a church in Sicily yeah. in Caltena Seta, which is up in the mountains, beautiful town. So he says to me one day, uh, you know, we got to go get some wine. So you know, I'm a, I'm picturing. The liquor store, right? Right, like right. No, no, no. We go in this little place. It's kind of like a barn, but very clean and nice. And yeah. there are these enormous barrels wow. with taps yes. in the bottom. Oh. And then there are these little plastic cups. If you want to taste this one, mm-hmm. sample that one, sample that one, sample that one. He knew which one he wanted. And he brought jugs. They look like the size of a milk jug. Wow. Like a two-gallon milk jug. And they filled that thing up with wine. He filled a bunch of them up. And it was really good. Good wine. Wow. And a milk jug of it was like two bucks. Wow. Nice. Crazy, oh, man. Nice. Dude, see, even that story, I have all these pleasant, like, feels <laughs> oh, yeah. when you tell that story. Uh-huh. Seriously, I'm like, yeah. 
I need to be there. Yes, that would do it for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's funny, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and throw us back on track here, but I think you know no. there's there yeah, is <laughs> there is that idea of you know the image that things can evoke, mm. you know, and there is that emotional response we have true to those images that does something yes. for us, you know. I mean, just our our feelings, our emotions, our senses connected <clears throat> to all of those things really just. It conjures things up in our mind, it does. you know, both both good and bad. And so, going to your point, Greg, like, why don't we use those things mm-hmm. in order to show people who Christ is? In order to show people the gospel. I mean, the gospel to me, when I when I read the gospels, the gospel is riddled with getting our senses involved. Yeah, you know, talking about the cross and the way it describes the cross and. All of those things. It's just. It's more than just. Oh, I'm. I'm reading through this. No, this. This is engaging us on an emotional level. Yeah. Um, you know, and if we can tie that into the things that are going on around Christmas, um, yeah. I mean, definitely. Let's. You know. Let's. Let's tie these things into Christmas. Absolutely, dude. And now that I'm a grandpa, we have eleven of them. By the way, yeah, now eleven nice. of them. Um, and most of them are old enough now to understand Christmas and observe Christmas. Yeah. And I'm very gratified that it, we have four sons. They're all. Married. Well, one of them's about to get married, and in all their homes, they have Christmas. They observe Christmas. Yeah, they yeah. enjoy Christmas, uh, which is surprising because one of them tends to be a real curmudgeonly temperament guy. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. but they have Christmas. But I can see our grand. I get to see our grandkids and and the emotional yeah. response to it, and how much they just dig Christmas. Yeah. And it's really gratifying and and fun. Like yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. For our coming Christmas get-togethers. Yeah. And the looks on their faces when they receive their Dude, gifts yeah. and all that stuff. I love it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get uh, our, our first year, you know, our oldest daughter, Samantha. Yep. So at college, you know, in previous years, we were, felt like I would drop references. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. And uh, something about this, she <clears throat> loves Christmas <clears throat> unashamedly. <clears throat> like, I mean, she will sometimes text me, Dad. A hundred days to oh, you know, and she knows down. it's out there. We just love it, nice. and uh, can't can't wait because I mean she'll she'll she's almost nineteen. She'll be nineteen the week after Christmas. Yeah, but um, yeah. So from her all the way down to our youngest, our kids love it. Tell you what, I can wait for. Yeah. 11 grandkids times how much would you spend per grandkid for Christmas? Dude, Give me you, a figure, really. How much would you – what would be your your budget per, per, per kid? Per grandkid? Per grandkid. Wow. Like um, the oldest one is uh, 12, you know, so you can't just buy little dinky things. No, I was going to say – I mean, you, it seems like – I'll be honest. I'd want to get each kid at least like somewhere around, I don't know. Seventy-five, a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, so you let's give say, them something they really let's like. Let's say you do seventy-five bucks. That's seven hundred fifty bucks. Dude, it's and then just there's the grandkids. And then there's birthdays all year long. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. dude. You, it, it's you, not cheap being you a grandpa. You have too man. many. You have too many grandkids. <laughs> yeah, but they're all yeah. going to support me when I'm. That's true, know, dude. Senile and that's don't know who true. they are. And so you, the bigger the gift, the better the return. <laughs> there you go. I'm that's a, on that's that. his retirement that's investment right there. I'm investing. Yeah. Picture Steve texting his grandkids when he needs it. Do you remember when I got you that Xbox? Uh, what goes around comes around so funny dude so funny i love it man oh that's so good want to go into music yeah i mean we're you know it's it's funny because we're actually we're right around um 42 minutes right here so yeah i mean what we'll do is um i'll go ahead and just do our uh our sign off here um and just kind of pause it and i'll break this up into into two so uh guys this has been a great conversation um, stay tuned for Music with Greg. 
And Merry Christmas to y'all. And Merry Christmas. And we will catch y'all next week. Gentlemen, we just rocked the Casbah. These go to 11.